Let's go. The Banjos are here. I'm here. It's Monday Night Football, our first Monday Night Football game of the year. And it's a pretty good game, right? We're going to get to take advantage of all those people that have the hard knocks bias who've been living that hard knocks life and think the Jets are the greatest thing since sliced bread and are going to overreact to what they saw on the perfectly edited hard knocks. Let's let's take advantage of those donkey dicks and let's have some fun tonight. Showdown, always an edge if you can pick the right narrative. That is the key, building a narrative. More on that. What's up, new guy? I'm the Degenerate75. I'm a DFS content creator who is here to help you get a little bit better at the process. That is the key word there, is getting better at the process. If you're here for my my core plays and picks, fuck off now. This won't be the place for you. I promise you, you're going to be holding your breath until you die because I don't give picks and plays. That's for the fucking sheep, all right? But if you hang around for the next 30 minutes, maybe we can still get there and help you get to a process where you can be successful tonight. And if you find you like the cut of my gym, come check out that schedule right there. Every Monday and Thursday at noon, I do the Showdown Hoedown right here, live, breaking down the Monday night and Thursday night football game. Of course, I have the Saturday night show, Touchdown Hoedown, where I break down the main slate for NFL, 7 o'clock Saturday night. And yes, I do give giveaways, not a pour. And if you're into college football, I do that Friday night at 7, and golf, as always, Wednesday night at 7. And just know, starting tomorrow, me and my boy Tambo are going to be doing a first look every Tuesday. Make sure to come check that out. Uh, this week, it's going to be over on the Ship at Nation. Stay, uh, channel and then next week it will be on mine we're just going to rotate back and forth so if you like me and tambo come check out our first look we'll give you all the thoughts me and tambo we got the opinions you mother father all right i will be doing every 50 likes we get i'll be giving away a ticket tonight sponsor big Driggs. thank you big guy uh and if for every 50 likes you will be building a lineup with me tonight we will go chase that million dollars it's on me we'll split the profits 50 50 so uh, all you got to do to simply be in the drawing ask no more than two questions in the drawing. Put a question mark and you'll be in there, okay? You got it? Good. Let's go. Tonight, I mean, what do you want to know? It's Monday Night Football. Of course, there's going to be great contests. We have the Millionaire Maker up. A $2.5 million prize pool with a million going to first. That's 40%, Bob. Not great. That's not great, okay? Uh, here's what I'll tell you about that, man. Uh, here's the numbers. For people that max enter this contest, which is quite a few people to fill up 196,000 spots, uh, I believe it was like 93, 97% of them lost money last week. So just know, I don't care if you want to go chase a million dollars. It's your money. Do what you want. But please, if you're max entering this or you're just putting your one lineup in it, right? You're just going to I'm gonna put my one lineup in it because I'm so lucky. Okay, well, if you're that guy, just don't. You can do it. It's your money. But just don't be that guy who's like, I never win a draft. Kings. You don't win at DraftKings because you're fucking playing in the lottery. You're the same dumbass that says, I never win the lottery. Yeah, you're playing against 90 billion people, you ass clown. So don't play in this if you're one of those people that wants to be sustainable, wants to make your DraftKings money last all season, and wants to not be a fucking deposit king, okay? Don't play in it. That's the best advice I could give you. Instead of putting your 15 bucks in that, just go play in a $5 single entry, man. So, well, that's not a single entry. Uh, hold on. Let me get my fucking mouse up here. What are we doing, Bob? Jeez Louise. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's uh, where's oh five dollar single entry right there. Such a better contest, right? That would be such a better. Go play in three five dollar single entries, and your money will last so much longer. Look now, instead of beating one hundred ninety six thousand, you only got to beat. 35,000, which is still a lot. I get it. But you could also play in smaller versions of that. Go play in the $1.20 max, the $3.20 max. And this is what I'm always going to tell you. Remember these rules. One, let the number of guys, go build your narrative that you like for the slate tonight. Then go build your player pool. And however many guys are in that player pool, let that determine the number of lineups you like. If you only like six to eight guys, well, just go build one lineup and put it in a medium price single entry, a $20 single entry, a $100 single entry, whatever price range you're comfortable playing at, right? A $5 single entry, a 50 cent. I don't give a shit. It's your bankroll. If you find you like 
20 guys tonight for whatever narratives that you're running with, well, then maybe you need to go build a 20 max, right? And so you go get in a $1 20 max or a $3 20 max, all right? So go build your narrative, then build the player pool that would fit that narrative, and then let that to determine uh, how many contests you play and how many lineups you're going to build, right? And then go get in contests where you can max enter them. The second thing is go look at the contest structure, right? This $1.20 max. Notice only 5% of the money goes to first place. How nice is that? Try to always get second place to be half of first, right? This one's only 40%. And then try to get 10th to be one-tenth of first. You follow those two rules and then you build a narrative. You build lineups that, that could make that narrative happen that is how you can be sustainable that is how you can have fun at at DraftKings, at showdown be a sustainable player and hopefully buy yourself enough time to hit that big monster before you blow through all your money and your wife or husband realizes that you've done so okay quit chasing the million dollars you're never going to hit it and if you do you're going to split it with 57 other people because you're the kind of dumbass that probably builds a chalky ass lineup and you'll only hit it once every 20 years you'll blow through that money in no time but you keep dreaming all right but keep keep dreaming you're going to hit a big one but just don't come fucking say, but I always lose. This is why I don't play. You lose because you're a donkey dick, all right? Hey, I think it's worth noting. By the way, not a poor. I can afford the $18 a year to look at weather. There is some questionable weather uh, in the game tonight. First of all, if you didn't notice this week at NFL, scoring was down. I don't know if it was the weather, if it was the 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 uh, what the referees, like new emphasis on calls by the referees, or if all the teams are just rusty as shit. But by and large, the games were overall very low scoring, right, outside of, of course, Miami and the Chargers. Uh, so I think that you want to consider that tonight, right, because there has there is some questionable weather in the uh, forecast tonight. There's a chance for rains right at uh, the time of kickoff. So I'd be watching that I think that there is a chance that weather could play an, uh, uh, a role and if you didn't watch the first half of the Bengals and the Browns weather can dramatically affect scoring so be watching that um uh, because, you know, like you saw even last night, you saw the Giants. I mean, the Giants fucking suck. There's that. But they also were struggling to score points once we started seeing some sprinkles there in the second half. It just really affects the passing game, right? So we will be watching that and monitoring that. As you can see right now, there is some chances at some showers um, uh, that, that could affect there around 7 o'clock. Right? Let's look at Nam. All right, yeah, Nam has it kind of just kind of drizzly the whole time, all right? Hey, do me a favor. Go drop that like and the subscribe. Let's get up to 100 likes over here so I can give away two tickets, right? Maybe we'll get to 150. Big guy's feeling saucy, all right? All right, this is the Rosetta Stone. This is what all of my members get over at my site at teaching75.com. It has everything you need to know, right? It has all the relevant stats. It has. It's only going to get better every week as we continue to get more stats. As this is Buffalo and the Jets' first game, we don't have any stats for them yet. So right now, it is just all these projections. It has everything you need to know, whether it's a cash play, a high upside guy, a GPP, what their ownership is, what their optimized rate is, what their projections are, what their ceiling projections are. It has everything you need to know all in one play. It's basically an offensive coordinator's call sheet, and it's everything you need to know to make informed decisions so let's go over this and then we will get to questions okay first off you you can see uh buffalo is a two and a half point favorite tonight uh, uh they're they're a higher pace team who has a relatively good defense probably why they were in the afc championship game last year right both of these teams get most of their yards from passing, which is no surprise, uh, especially I think that number is going to be even higher with the Jets this year as now they have a quarterback that doesn't blow. Uh, and I think that the prevailing narrative is out there is that with these two quarterbacks, you are going to have a higher scoring game. But don't let it get lost on you that the total of this game is 45 and a half, which is actually pretty average for the NFL. So Vegas is telling us this game is likely
likely not going to be as high scoring as one may think whenever you are uh, seeing uh, Josh Allen versus Aaron Rodgers, two pretty awesome quarterbacks, right? So keep that in mind that Vegas is already giving us a clue right here that maybe this won't be the up and down game that we often see from great teams with great quarterbacks in prime time, okay? Let's start with Buffalo. Obviously, Josh Allen is going to be the mega chalk tonight. You can see I have him over 90% owned between the flex and the captain spot. Um, he is, you know, without question, just the best play on this slate as far as just guaranteed points because he's so damn good at passing and he offers a strong upside at rushing. He also manages to get those rushing touchdowns. So then you got to start asking yourself this question. How can I get Josh Allen in my lineup in a way that nobody else is playing playing him or can I just fade Josh Allen and this is going to come down to your narrative what is your narrative on the game tonight if you think this is going to be a boring sloggy game there is a path to fading Josh Allen but the problem is even in a slow sloggy game there's a good chance he's still going to rush for a touchdown there's still a good chance he's going to get some rushing yards and there's also a good chance that like just no one else is going to score and he can outscore people even though he's not the best price per dollar guy he'll be he'll score so many points even if he just scores 18 points at 11,000 that can be good enough to get him there if nobody else is scoring, right? So you got to think of how other people are scoring relative to Josh Allen and not just simply how many points is Josh Allen going to get me points per dollar. Does that make sense? So the question is what to do with Josh Allen. If you want to play the shootout narrative, which I think a lot of people probably will, Josh Allen and two of his pass catchers, I think you're going to see a ton of people go Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and Deontay Hardy, and then run it back with Rodgers and two of his pass catchers, right? So that's going to be a very popular build, and it's very easy because uh, you can just you can stack studs if you're willing to play Hardy in there, okay? But I think the counter narrative is, is James Cook. I just think nobody wants anything to do with James Cook, as he is going to be. He's a little overpriced at 8000 but he is going to lead this Buffalo backfield, right? And as we saw with like a guy like Lamar Jackson yesterday, even when you're in a great spot and you're a great quarterback, sometimes the running back can just vulture all your work, right? You had Dobbins score a touchdown. You had Justice Hill score two touchdowns. And when they do that, it completely nerfs the upside of those quarterbacks. So there is a path to fading Josh Allen. But if you do it, I think you're almost certainly going to want to have James Cook in there and hope that he falls in into the box twice and pilfers those touchdowns from Josh Allen, right? You can see the optimizer absolutely loves Damian Harris. I think Damian Harris might get a decent amount of run tonight, and if he does, all he has to do is get one touchdown, maybe sneak in three catches, something like that, and he could be there. And at 5,400, I don't think his soul is going to play him. So Damian Harris is the ultimate tricky play tonight. Maybe you could even do a Cook and Damian Harris stack if you're fading Josh Allen. And let me just go ahead and tell you, that build will have you completely different than everybody else. But don't forget, they also have Latavius Murray, who I would bet gets at least five touches tonight. He's just a he's just a Solid veteran, and fucking NFL coaches love a good solid veteran, right? At wide receiver, we ov we obviously have the alpha and Stephon Diggs, who I think is prime for a big season. Uh, a guy who has played well in prime time games before, but please do not forget about Gabe Davis, who had a super disappointing season last year. I think he is clearly their number two receiver. He is going to be on the field a lot, and I would I I'm just buying the narrative that he's going to bounce back this year. If you are going to play the shootout narrative, which I get, you can play that narrative. I think Gabe Davis is the guy you play to get a little bit different. I think most people that play the shootout narrative are not going to have enough Gabe Davis versus the upside that he offers in a game like this, right? And if you are going to play the shootout narrative, do not forget about the punt wide receivers they have, right? Sherfield and Shakur, old two-pack shaker, are guys who can get there for you, okay? 
But we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Deontay Hardy. Just to complete mispricing, he is going to be mega chalk tonight because at $200, everybody loves to stick a $200 guy in their lineup because you can basically do whatever the hell you want with the rest of your lineup. And just so you know, if you haven't heard about this Deontay Hardy, he is likely to be the third wide receiver for the Bills. And with him being the third wide receiver and only being $200, he is going to be super owned. And what do you need from him? If he gets five catches for 40 yards, you're you're like, you're like perfectly content with that. If he manages to fall in the box with those five catches and 40 yards, now you're dancing in the streets naked so the question you got to ask yourself is do you do like does Deontay Hardy fall into your narrative you think this is going to be a slow sloggy game or you think the bills are going to get ahead and just run the ball well then maybe there's a path to fading Deontay Hardy and getting off and being instantly different than 30 percent of people right there right just by fading one slapstick 200 dollars receiver so you're going to have to ask yourself what is the narrative and can you fade Deontay Hardy because if this is a shootout I don't know that you really want to be fading a guy like that you're probably going to want to have him mixed into your player pool as it is just so easy for him to get there if you think this game is going to be something like 28 to 27 right from there the tight end situation for the bills i think is the most interesting part of this game i think all three of these tight ends are going to be forgotten about and josh allen fucking loves to throw to a tight end right so with that, Dawson Knox is the returning starter. He had a slightly disappointing year last year. Everybody is now giving up on him because if you didn't see, the Bills spent a lot of draft capital taking Dalton Kincaid, the big flex kind of tight end guy out of Utah, and he has serious upside, right? But we also don't know how we're going to use him. Everybody played this game yesterday with Marvin Mims saying, oh, I got to play Marvin Mims because he's going to be out there all the time. Well, he wasn't out there all the time, was he, Bob? And that could be another thing where you got to play Dalton Kincaid because he's the big up-and-coming slot tight end who's going to be getting passes up the seam or maybe he won't I will tell you Dalton Kincaid's ownership I think because of the price tag is pretty moderate right at only 10% I think he could get in there he would just need to fit your narrative but don't forget about punt tight ends. Quentin Morris, all right? All it takes, it, like, look at last week. The guys who won the Millionaire Maker, that lineup had Blake Bell, the third tight end from the Chiefs. All it takes is those ass clowns to get, like, two catches for 12 yards and a touchdown. And at $200, that almost always gets them there. And they're at 1% ownership, so you're not sharing those points with hardly anybody. So if you're wanting to play that, if you're playing the slow sloggy game, maybe a play action pass down on the goal line. Quentin Morris gets his one catch, six yards, and a touchdown. Now you're dancing in the streets naked. I'm just saying, I don't love playing those third tight ends, but they can be in a nuts lineup, especially if you have a huge player pool. And then, of course, Bass and the Bills defense, I think, offer some interesting things. I think the Bills defense is going to be lower owned than they should be. I think people think that Aaron Rodgers doesn't make mistakes, doesn't throw interceptions, doesn't take sacks. But let me just go ahead and tell you, if they're playing from behind the Bills, uh, if the Jets are playing from behind, the Bills will be pinning back their ears and getting after Rodgers. And he is a human being, and he can take sacks and get fumbled, and those things can't happen. So I think the Bills defense is pretty interesting here. At 3,800 at lower ownership, if you're buying the narrative that this game's not going to be a shootout. If you think this game's going to be a shootout, well, then the Bills defense is a terrible play as these defenses will get outpaced by receivers and tight ends and quarterbacks, right? Moving over to the Jets, once again, I'm just going to keep saying this. There's a hard knocks bias. Everybody thinks that, oh, they look so good on hard knocks. I got to play them. Did you ever fucking consider that hard knocks is only going to give them the best cut? So, Aaron Rodgers, everybody I think is drinking the Aaron Rodgers Kool-Aid, and if this game is going to be uh, more up pace and a lot of scoring, I think Aaron Rodgers is definitely a good play. But I could also see a narrative where the Bills just spank the Jets' ass. I could also see one where this game is slow, is slow and sloggy, and if that's the case, I want nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers. This ain't Aaron Rodgers of 2017, okay? This is a much more conservative, uh, uh, slower Aaron Rodgers than we've seen in the past, so I think there is a path to fading him if he, that fits your narrative. 
From there, the running back situation is a mess. It would appear as though Dalvin Cook is going to start and going to be leading this backfield, but Brees Hall is their stud and is definitively a better running back than Dalvin Cook. But at 8,200, I don't think anybody's going to play him. Uh, I think he is overpriced, and I think based on the number of touches he gets, if he gets 10 touches tonight, Brees Hall, I would be shocked, right? And then don't forget about a guy like Michael Carter. Maybe he gets some uh, third down work. Maybe if the the Jets are behind, if you're playing the narrative that the Jets are going to be getting their ass kicked 27 to 7 in the fourth quarter and Aaron Rodgers just throwing around, maybe Michael Carter's the guy that gets in there, gets three or four catches out of the backfield, maybe gets a garbage time touchdown. That's how a guy like Michael Carter could get there, right? You can't just instantly excuse these guys because they're not going to be getting a ton of plays. You've got to think about how the narrative's going to play out and could that guy fit that narrative, right? At wide receiver, we obviously have the alpha in Garrett Wilson, who is unbelievably talented and clearly has a good chemistry with Aaron Rodgers. I think he is very safe. If I was playing cash at Showdown, which I don't personally get, but some of you guys have success with it, Garrett Wilson would be a foundation of my cash lineup. I think he is a shoe-in for 10-plus targets, and I think he's super talented, right? From there, after that, the Jets wide receiver gets a little messy. As you can see, a lot of people seem to think Randall Cobb is going to have a big role tonight, coming in at a ridiculous 20%, right? I I don't get that. Uh, I guess everybody just buys the Aaron Rodgers to Cobb uh, chemistry from all their time in Green Bay. And let's face it, Aaron Rodgers definitely plays favorites with his wide receivers. But if I'm going to play the Aaron Rodgers plays favorites with his wide receivers, I think Alan Lazard becomes the more interesting play because Alan Lazard offers those bigger downfield plays, right? So Alan Lazard could be a guy that could get there. But if you want to know the one home run guy that I think is going to be criminally under own, I think it's going to be McCole Hardman, right? I think he is a guy that no one is going to play, but all it takes is that mother father to get one catch for 60 yards and a touchdown, and he's there, and you're going to have him at lower ownership, right? So think of the kind of narrative that you want, and then think through these wide receivers. If you want to absolute punt the rookie, Jason Brownlee, you know, I guess, but I just don't think you want to get cute playing a ton of wide receivers because Rodgers really does seem to pick his favorites. Speaking of picking favorites, he does not seem to like these two tight ends. Conklin and Uzama are just two guys that Rodgers just hasn't really seemed to bond with. Uh, maybe they'll get there. I would actually like Ozama more than Conklin. Uh, it just he has not. I just I don't know. Conklin is not cheap at forty eight hundred, and uh, it just doesn't seem as though Aaron Rodgers seems to. You know, I didn't see one thing in Hard Knocks of them being buddies. So that's my narrative, right? So these tight ends could be an interesting situation. Um, you know, uh, maybe they get there. I I don't know. It just it, it seems like there's a lot of options for Aaron Rodgers to throw to, and I just think Tyler Conklin at forty eight hundred might be on the low end of that target sheet. Lastly, the kicker and the Jets, uh, the kicker, Greg Zerline, if you think that this game is going to be uh, uh, windy and rainy, which I don't think it's going to be windy, but I think there could be some rain. Maybe these, there's a lot more field goals tonight, so uh, kickers start to become viable, and we've seen with the Jets defense, anytime you have Quentin Williams and you have uh, uh, C.J. Mosley, and of course you have Sauce Gardner, there's always the chance for uh, sacks, uh, uh, fumbles, and p- taking them to the house, right? If you got all the... What the fuck's happening out back there? If you have all those things going, I think that uh, defenses are always on the table to be considered, all right? So long story short, if I could just wrap this up, guys, it doesn't matter who the picks or the plays are. It matters about how you think this game's going to play out. Tell yourself, how is this game going to go play out tonight? And then pick a narrative that fits around that, right? That is the most important thing you can do. It's not about some guy being like, I've got a, t- I've got a strong play about CJ Ozama tonight. Fuck those guys, okay? Pick your narrative. Think how this game's going to play out. And then pick the guys that are going to be part of that. And what you'll find is a lot of times your narratives are wrong. But when you hit those narratives and you have players that tell that story, that is how you get there. All right? Let's get to some questions and let's get to some drawings. Get me up to 100 likes over here so we can give away two. We're at 89 likes. Get me to 100. 
Uh, before we get to that drawing, come check out my site, dgen75.com, the fastest growing community in DFS. We have PGA, we have college football, and of course, we have NFL. We have the best community out there. I have the best. I do all uh, streams and behind-the-wall content, but most importantly, I have this thing, the Rosetta Stone that I make for every single uh, slate that the NFL, college football, and PGA has. So be there for that. And I load all all my own projection, all my own ownership. I load that into the solver for you so you can have everything you need to make successful lineups and to compete against all these uh, sweaty mother fathers, right? And if you want to try out the website, you know, you're a little tentative about trying it out, I'll make you a deal. Simply go sign up for my newsletter, which is in the description of this video. Let the editor know you signed up. We're going to give you a free week on the website where you can try everything out. And the reason we do that is because once people try it out, it's like 80% of them turn around and sign up. It is not what you were expecting. And oh yeah, we don't fucking price gouge like all the other tout sites. Okay, although mine's not a tout site, just putting it out there, okay? Okay. All right, let's get to the drawing. Once I get editor, I see 99 likes. It's brutal. Editor, draw to build a ticket with me tonight from the chat real quick. Well, we're only doing one. Editor, there's 100 likes. Let's go. All right, so let's, uh, editor, get in there for me. Draws two names we now have. If we get up to 125 likes, I'll even do a third one because I'm not a poor. I am not a poor. Editor, you get those names in there. While he's doing that, I'm going to tell you, after you get done watching my stream, go check out my boys over here at uh, Ship It Nation. They are going to be doing their Monday night football show at the top of the hour, 39 minutes from now, over on Mayo Media Network. Go check out Tambo. Go check out Hoop. Go watch my boys. They, they'll have all kinds of insights. They might say something that I didn't. The winners are Brave Birds DFS and uh, 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 DM Brian... Uh, 007. He's an agent. Okay, there you go. Those are our winners. If we get to 125 likes over here, I'll even do another one. Hashtag not a poor. Let's drink some cold brew and let's answer some questions. You get that fucking cold brew in the big guy on a Monday. He gets saucy. He gets fucking saucy. All right, let's do it. Hey, I got a super chat in here. Who the hell? BMAC, my boy. By the way, BMAC won $5,000 yesterday. Took down the uh, Pat Mayo Open, which honestly should be the one contest you're playing in every week at GPPs. Big shout out to my dude. Thanks for the super chat, you mother father. I appreciate you, brother. All right, let's get to some questions. If I don't see a question mark, I'm skipping it, okay? I'm skipping you like, uh, nah, I'm not going to use that analogy. Uh, are you ready for some rowdy friends on Monday Night Football? I got to tell you, I miss old Hank Williams Jr. singing, Are you ready for some football? Yeah, I used to love, I mean, like that song would get you jacked for Monday Night Football. When I was a little fat 13-year-old, I remember always like Bills and Steelers, Monday Night Football. i go get some summer sausage. Some little cuts of cheeses and some Ritz crackers. And that was like my go-to jam. My mom was like, yeah, you can, yeah, watch your game. And that was like my fat kid treat. Summer sausage, little, uh, little, uh, those little chunks of like cheddar cheese on a Ritz cracker. I just go to town on that shit and watch the game. Loved it. Hank Williams singing songs, fat kid delight. Let's go. What a better way to spend your lunch hour. You know, that's why I chose noon. Noon o'clock, as I was hoping a lot of you guys would be on lunch hour. I mean, 167 people here right now. Not bad, Bob. Not bad, okay? Jordan with a great question. What is my favorite narrative? I think my favorite narrative is a Buffalo blowout. I, I think that's a real thing. I think that the Jets could be vastly overrated. And so in that, maybe I go take like a Garrett Wilson and I legit run it back with five bills, right? Because Garrett Wilson in a blowout could still get there, right? He could just be the one guy that's getting all the volume. And when they're trying to come back, he still gets there, right? So that's what I like. Or maybe like five bills and fucking Michael Carter or some silly shit like that, right? That might be my favorite narrative. I, I got a lot of research to do, but just, you know, just off the field, Jordan, that's kind of one I like. <clears throat> just choked on my own spit. Very exciting. 
Who's the biggest kick in the nuts for you yesterday? Uh, yeah, probably Mike Williams. I had a lot of Mike Williams, and then he got hurt and, uh, you know, just didn't get there. The game was what I wanted it to be, but, you know, I, I, I had a lot of him. I think I had about 70% of him, so he was a big kick in the nuts for me. Uh, oh, and, of course, Lamar Jackson, because he was one of my two stacks, and he did a whole bunch of shit. Uh, what's up, brother? All right. Tambo and the big guy, let's go. Yeah, don't forget, tomorrow, me and Tambo, first look. That's going to be a thing going forward. I think we're even going to do it for golf, so, like, it's going to be fucking fun. It's going to be fun. Okay, let's see. Uh, Mike Carr, just putting a question mark. What a what a, what a donkey dick. Didn't even ask a question. Fuck that guy. Uh, let's see. Uh, bit, uh, Tim Bayer says, how much salary are you willing to leave on the table if you're running over 200 lineups? Uh, you know, depending on the slate, right? Like sometimes like last week with the Kansas City slate, whenever Kelsey was out, I was leaving up to 2,000 on the table with some of my builds. It was just so easy. But with no obvious value opening up this week, probably about a thousand uh, is about as much as I'm willing to leave on the table. Um, you know, uh, there's just not a a ton of value, and I do want to get to some of these pay up options, right? Like I think James Cook's overpriced, I think uh, Brees Hall's overpriced, and with that, I would kind of want to get to those guys occasionally if I were building a whole bunch of lineups, right? Another another defense another disgusting defense game. I think that's a very real possibility. Vegas is trying to warn us that this game is going to be lower scoring. Normally, when you would see a game with Josh Allen and and uh, Aaron Rodgers, you would expect this total to be closer to 50. 45 and a half is about average for an NFL game. So Vegas is trying to warn us that this is probably not going to be the shootout that people are expecting. Can we play both? Uh, can we play uh, both D's in the flex? Yes. Yes, you can, right? If you think that this game is going to be like 16 to 13, a lower scoring game, um, then a lot of times those defenses will commonly outpace wide receivers and running backs, right? Because, you know, all it takes is them to get one turnover, especially if one of those touchdowns is defense, you'll almost certainly need to have them in the flex, right? So I think there's a path to that, but it has to fit a very specific narrative. Typically speaking, I don't like to play two defenses or two kickers in a lineup together unless I have a very specific narrative I'm going with. We liking James Cook? I think so, right? I, I Especially, I think James Cook's overpriced. That makes me like him. And I think that there is a path that he gets there with Josh Allen. But in some weird build, if you want to fade Josh Allen or fade Stephon Diggs, I think the most likely way to do that is to go with James Cook and hope he eats up some of that volume. Are you my pal? Stop asking stupid questions. Uh, what's good, mother father? Uh, what's good? Hey, that's why you won? By asking that question? Should I be working? Never. It's Monday. It's for Monday Night Football. Subscribe to the newsletter and didn't hear anything from the editor. What happened? Dominic, did you fucking... I mean, he's not a magic man. You got to DM him on Twitter, at uh, uh, the DGen editor. He doesn't just know everybody that signs up for it and reaches out to you. So uh, send him... Uh, 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 reach out to him on Twitter again. He'll get back to you, okay? At the DGen editor on Twitter. He'll get you. Trust me. We're taking care of you. Tyler Longinati, uh, is Aaron Rodgers going to be uh, high while he plays? Yeah, I think that dude looks like he smokes a lot of weed. Fucking hippie. Uh, all Slovakia in the house. What rules are you using on the solver tonight for showdown? Um, you know, I honestly, I, I only build three lineups, so I hand-build them all, Chris. So I will not have any rules. But if I were looking at it, I would consider overall ownership of the lineup, and I would also be leaning four twos one way or the other because three three builds are probably going to be the most common tonight, right? Sean says, did anything from the games on Sunday change your opinion on tonight's game? Yes, it did. The scoring was way down yesterday across almost all games, especially the outdoor games. So with that, I really like the narrative that there's just not going to be a ton of scoring. And if I had to bet one of these teams doesn't do a ton of scoring, I would bet it's the Jets. Uh, I like that $2.20 max. Yeah, it's a good one. That's a good one. Showdown captain or classic? Showdown captain or classic? Wait, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, it's showdown, so I would say play the showdown. Uh, 20 max make a stand on one captain. I like that, Brett. Uh, at most, I would say three. 
I like two even more. And if you got some big old hairy ball sack, well, then go ahead and run one, right? Especially if you're going to be running the same narrative, right? If you're running that, uh, you know, that this is going to be a whatever, a shootout, I think a guy, you could just literally get some leverage on a guy like Josh Allen by running him as 100% as your captain, right? Because in a shootout, Josh Allen is definitely going to get there. Maybe he won't be the highest scoring guy, but he sure as shit won't let you down in a shootout. How much salary will you leave on the table in a single entry? I already said that. I'm willing to leave up to 1000 on the slate. Are you going to hit the million and go silly? Well, I hope so because I got a couple guys. Oh, editor, we're up to 125 likes. Do a third drawing. Let's see if we can get to 150 likes. Uh, yeah, I, I, if, I would love to split a million dollars with some of these guys that won the drawings. How much? Okay, I'm not answering that. What's your favorite contrarian narrative tonight? Uh, the Bills blowout. I don't think anybody's going to be on that with a two-and-a-half-point line. Uh, plays Bills defense if it's going to be a blowout, definitely. You put any weight on wide receiver cornerback matchups? Yeah, I think Sauce Gardner is going to be on Stephon Diggs a fair amount, and if that's the case, I think there is a path to fading him. Jordan Hilliard, you're the winner. Third ticket. Let's go. Let's get us up to 150 likes, and let's go draw another one. The big guy's not a poor. Not a fucking poor right here, pal. All right. Uh, did you check the weather yet? I did. It's not a new guy. Defense and two quarterbacks, the way to go. Or defense and two quarterbacks, the way to go. I mean, look, yeah, that I don't. I, as you saw Thursday night, Joanne, I don't mind playing my defense against a quarterback because when the Giants get a pick six, that only puts Mahomes in a better situation and a better game script to now have to pass the ball and be more aggressive, right? What's your general strategy for cash on showdown? I don't play it, but generally speaking, I want to play the free square cheap guys at like like this on this slate. It's going to be hardy and both quarterbacks. That's typically my play, right? Man has a neck beard that Cantlay would be proud of. Uh, who has a neck beard? I, I hope you're not look at this. This is a full. See how my beard is full all the way to my face? Not a neck beard. The neck beard's all the guys that fucking chirp me on Twitter. Uh, which cook? Uh, wh which cook brother will cook? Oh, good question. Uh, I will go with James Cook. I'm a James Cook slut. You got to remember that up front. Will defenses be the contrarian play tonight? Yes, I think the defenses are coming in under-owned versus the upside they offer, but only run them out there if you're buying that narrative, right? If you think the game's going to be a shootout, you want nothing to do with the defenses tonight. Uh, us game theory bros will always have the edge. I think that's the only jo – Joey – John, excuse me, John. I think the only way to have an edge anymore at showdown is to be a contrarian bro because the projections are so sharp, the, the, the buildup, excuse me, the, the lineup construction is so sharp that really playing game narratives is about the only way to really have an edge. And you have to do it over multiple slates to ever even really see it pay off. Do you always have more than one captain in your player pool? No, I usually just run one captain because I'm only doing three lineups. If I were running 20 lineups, I would probably have two to three captains across those 20 lineups, right? With Kincaid getting some hype, will Knox get overlooked? Uh, actually, it seems as though, you know, looking at my ownership here, I think Knox is going to be higher owned just because uh, he is going to, uh, he's the cheaper, right? And people are going to take the cheaper guy who's on the field more because uh, a great mathematician once said that if you're on the field, you'll score more points. I believe that's, uh, I believe that's what they said. Uh, if I can get in a three max, should I do one cash lineup and two GPPs? Well, if you're playing in any three max, you don't want to put a cash lineup in it, right? Go put your cash lineup in double ups. Uh, if you want to run a kicker and a defense, any correlation of having the same? Yes, there, there has been correlation shown that in showdown, kickers and defenses from the same team, when they do well, tend to do well together, right? I swear to God, I'm hearing noises. Somebody breaking my fucking house. Um, all right. And making a narrative, do we know that the Jets are going to be more in 12 formation? We don't know. I, I don't know. If they're going to be in the 12 formation, then I think that that does open up some value for the tight ends, right? Uh, by the way, if you don't know, 12 formation is uh, one back and two tight ends, right? Uh, we, I don't know what they're going to be in, right? But it wouldn't surprise me if they came out in that. But if they're doing that, I think that that supports the idea that it's going to be a slower, sloggier game, Stephen. 
try to come at me with 12 formation. Like, I don't know what that is. I'm kidding. You, I just I have to explain it because I don't think a lot of people do. Dollar Bill says, do you think last night and Thursday night football will draw more ownerships to defenses? That's a really good narrative, Bill. I actually do kind of buy that. People uh, uh, love to go off the last thing they saw. So if they go off the last couple games they've seen uh, with some of the defenses getting there uh, and and some of the low scoring, maybe that that's a narrative that could play out. Let's, let's monitor that tonight, Bill, and let's come back with that. Brave Birds DFS says, uh, is Wilson going to uh, live up to the hype or will Rodgers spread the ball around too much? I mean, I, I think I think, I think think Aaron Rodgers is a savvy enough veteran to know that uh, Garrett Wilson is three times better than any fucking other option he has on there, right? Thanks for all the content. Will you eventually be having a Monday night and Thursday night showdown listener league? I, I, I have my one over on the Discord that we have, but like to ask DraftKings to make me four contests a week is a little much. So I'm just going to do main slate college football, main slate NFL. So no, I will not be having that because honestly, I just don't want to push my luck. They're already so nice about giving me my contest that I want that I don't want to push my luck any further, okay? Uh, does Diggs shit the bed tonight? I mean, it's a possibility. It, it is a possibility that, uh, you know, Sauce Gardner follows him around or they just bracket Diggs. And uh, I think getting off Diggs, if you want to play Josh Allen, I think get, not pairing him with Diggs is a way to get a little bit different, right? Because a lot of people that play Josh Allen, probably something around the order of 40% of people who have Josh Allen in their lineups will also have Stefan Diggs. So that's a good way to knock out nearly half of the people that you're sharing Josh Allen lineups with. Is this going to be another sloppy, low-scoring defensive battle? I could definitely see that, Bob. Do I um, uh, do either of you have an all-in or fade on Josh Allen? No, I I, I think that what I'm going to do with Josh Allen is I go all-in or I'm underweight on him, right? So if you think he's going to be 90% owned tonight, maybe just play him in 40, 45%. So you have a little bit of hedge equity, um, uh, uh, but you know, and, or you can go all in, and then at least you can get some a little bit of equity by having a little bit more. But uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think the big thing to do with Josh Allen is if you want to get some, if you want to get some uh, leverage on him, you just run him in your captain spot 100. percent Cook Bros for all the money, or maybe 70, percent I should say. Yeah, I don't. I look the Cook Brothers. I think are both. Um, you know, they're both overpriced, if I'm being honest. For for the amount of touches they're probably going to get, I don't think either of them gets more than 15 touches. And at $8,000, they're going to need to be pretty damn efficient with that. Will Cook get more than 10 carries? I got him at about 12 carries and three targets. That's what I have him at, Doug. Let's see. Moving on. Given the low-scoring Sunday, any look at defense and kickers? Absolutely, Paul. Don't hate it, but it's got to fit your narrative. Solver, uh, ownership and showdown? Uh, yeah, it should be. Editor, if it's not in there, make sure to go get the uh, uh, ownership into the solver for us, okay? People are ready to start building their lineups. They're at work, and heaven, heaven, Lord knows you're not. they're not going to do any work. All right, is there any path to fading both quarterbacks? Uh, yes, there is. There is. But in that, I think you would probably want to be running some target uh, uh, hogs, like maybe uh, Diggs and Garrett Wilson. And, of course, you're going to be wanting to have the running backs in that one, right? Um I, there is a that's a very contrarian build. I would I would say this, Nick. I wouldn't be running that in a hundred dollar single entry because it's just so contrarian. If that type of lineup hits, you would want to be having that in something with ten thousand or more entrants in it because that is such a contrarian narrative that if it hits, you want to p get the dividends of that super uh, 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 contrarian build that you had there, right? So think about the contest you're putting it in, and then ask yourself how different do you really need to get? Am I right? Do you think the 9-11 narrative plays any part in motivating the Jets? I, I don't. I, that, what is it, 22 years ago? I was a senior in high school on a Tuesday morning in my college prep class, which, by the way, did not prep me for fucking college at all. And I remember, like, seeing these planes flying into buildings, and I thought, as a 17-year-old, you're like, oh, yeah, that's that, that just a normal Tuesday. You have no concept of, like, what a, 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 a life-changing event this is, right? Um, and, uh, I, I, by the way, I'm getting on a tangent there. I just, I just love 
remembering how stupid you are at 17. Uh, me, everybody, right? Uh, and uh, I, I don't buy that. I mean, that, if you want to go with that, go ahead. But uh, I don't think that's uh, – I'm not going with that. I'm not buying that narrative, Bob. Uh, let's see. Uh, do you think Diggs under own with a narrative that Sauce uh, is Darrell Rivas? No, I think that I think that Diggs is going to be fine. And I haven't seen anything that Sauce Gardner is going to be following him around, BMAC. I think uh, Sauce might just stay on his side of the field. Magic School Bus, is cash viable f- for single-game slates, or is it just a coin flip? I'll tell you this. I don't play cash, um, Magic, but uh, I'll tell you, I've seen a lot of our guys the legit two-for-two two at Showdown Cash, right? They're just basically playing the chalk plays and just letting other people make mistakes trying to get cute and play these weird pieces at cash, right? So there does seem to be early on some support that it's there. X Durka, lunchtime stream, like it, Bob. Rainy game, more running backs, less wide receivers. Yeah, anytime it's going to be rainy, which this is why we got to be watching the weather. I, I mean, we saw it yesterday. When it is rainy, wide receivers do not get there, right? Because you got to worry about teams are running the ball more, so that hurts them. You got to worry about a quarterback gripping the ball, so that hurts them. And you got to worry about them keeping their footing and catching the ball, so that hurts them. So yeah, that if you if you're if it's going to be rainy, I think there is a path to really fading wide receivers tonight. Uh, any stock can put the Bills looking for booty cheeks in game one, the preseason starters played. I mean, yeah, if you, if that's your narrative, run with it, big guy. I don't, I don't hate that. Thoughts on Kincaid versus Knox. Uh, I think Kincaid has bigger upside. I think Knox has a much safer floor. I thought Knox was going to be forgotten about and he was kind of a guy I liked, but looking at this ownership, I don't think he's going to be forgotten about Bob. Do you smell a Latavius Murray vulture touchdown? I do. That's why I made sure to include him on the stone. Because if you're just forgetting about Latavius Murray getting his five carries, 22 yards, and a rushing touchdown, you're being a fool. That's <laughs> you're being a fool. That 8.2 points will get him there probably at a thousand, right? I've heard 8x is a good return. Diggs gonna shine under the bright lights tonight. I mean, if the weather's right, it's definitely a possibility. I I, I think that. Davis is a nice leverage point off of him, uh, and you never know. It could just be a tight end night. We don't know. Do you think Harris gets more goal line work over James Cook? I actually think that Latavius Murray might get some goal line work. That, that That's a narrative that's out there, right? How's there 194 people watching and not 194 likes? My girl, C. Watkins, gets it. How in the hell? 200 people watching, 136 likes. Low character people. Uh, let's see a couple more questions and then we're out of here uh, with defense sloppy game narrative. He's still likely to go for a wide receiver as captain. Yeah. If it's a defensive sloggy game, almost no chance I'm going to have a wide receiver at captain because they just don't get enough volume to be the highest scoring guy. In a game like that, I tend to go with a quarterback that has some running upside like Josh Allen is my captain, or I go with obviously a running back as captain, right? Uh, that's how I would do it. I have both your projections, ship it, and ETR. Should I do an aggregate and the solver? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to, like, I, here's what I would do. When you have three different sites projections, go, ru- go, go after the game. Go look and see who projected the game better, right? And if you find that they're all doing well, then, yeah, maybe run an aggregate. But if you find that one of the site's projections are hitting more commonly than the others, you should probably run with their projections, right? That would be my advice to you. Just like the video. Well, spiritual galaxy, you're on a spiritual galaxy to make my videos better. 200 people in here watching. It doesn't look like we're going to get to 150 likes. So I want to tell you, go check out my boys at Ship It. They are going live in 22 minutes. Get over there. Come check out my website. If you want to try it out for a week, sign up for the newsletter and reach out to the editor at the DGen editor on Twitter, and he will get you taken care of. Or just email me at thedegenerate75 at gmail.com if you're an old and you don't have Twitter, okay? And we will get you set up, taken care of, because once you sign up to the site, you're going to want to stick around. We will be doing a live stream by... Behind the paywall tonight at 6 o'clock with all of the breaking news about the weather. 
and any inactives that might affect it. We will take care of you. We've got a whole team of people over there. So come. Oh, shit, editor. We got to 150 likes. Do one more drawing for the 200 sweaty tryhards that hung around. 200 sweaty tryhards. And so now we're actually giving away four tickets. You guys are lucky I'm not a fucking poor. Uh, let's see here. Sean Parrot. Let's go. I love birds. I love birds. There you go. All four of my winners reach out to me tonight or today, and we will get that ticket built. We're going to be putting in the big Millie, Mar Millie Maker. Anything we hit, I will split with you 50-50. Editor, for these ass clowns that keep just putting a question mark, please disqualify their ass. Ask a question or fuck off. We will see you uh, uh, tomorrow for me and Tambo's show of the weekly preview. Don't forget to come check out if you're a golf guy. The stream is happening this Wednesday. I will be back Thursday at noon for the Showdown Hoedown. And, of course, Saturday night, the Touchdown Hoedown, 7 o'clock. Tons of giveaways. Be there. Get all of the information you need to make good lineups we will see you then it has been real we will talk to you later enjoy this outro you mother father